What is up, everybody? Welcome to Real Life, Real Talk, Real Jesus. You'll never guess who is back. Jeremy Master. Yay! Everybody give him a hand. There he is. Sound like a game show. <laughs> hey, what if it was? What if it was? Well, we need to work on your game show talk. Oh, you're right about that. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right, everybody. We have Jeremy back. If you don't know Jeremy, he is he is the other host to this show. And well, he is still considered the other host to this show. Jeremy, you'll never be not a other, another host of this show. So just letting you know that. And, well, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. And, and what Jeremy and I did when we started this podcast adventure is we said, we want to talk about Jesus and we want it to be real. We want to talk about real life and how Christians live real lives and how Jesus is in the middle of it. And we're like, Oh yeah, makes sense. Real life, real talk, real Jesus. So that's what we're here doing. And I know Jeremy, you haven't been here in a while and you've had a lot of changes in your life since the last time that you were on the podcast. And, and I just, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We're going to dive straight into it. And, uh, but the main thing is Jeremy is back, and I want everybody to know that. He's back. He said he's <laughs> going to be on every podcast from here on out. Just kidding. He didn't say that. He has a, he has a big commitment that he's got to keep other than this podcast. But, but we're going to talk to Jeremy, and we're going to let him talk about a few things that he's been experiencing the past year and a half, year, two years. So, Jeremy, why don't you just dive into it? Well, I think last time we talked, I was we talking about uh, I was talking about starting a, my photography business up. Yeah, and uh, boy, am I not doing that now. Uh, <laughs> you are, you are, you still doing that? What are you talking about? Well, somewhat, but and it's funny. Our plans, we have our plans, but God has His. Amen. Um, and so I don't even know how long it has been since I've been on here. But at that time, I, I was working and, and starting a business, and it, I had it for a little while. Uh, but God had other plans. God, God had big plans. Um, I now live in Alabama. Uh, I have moved from Georgia um, to a place called Big Oak Ranch. Um, this is a calling we felt on our lives. It it aligned almost perfectly with the desires that he had placed in my wife and, and, our, and my heart. And um, it, we had desires of, of helping children, um, but we didn't know how, we didn't know where, we didn't know uh, in what form it was going to come. Um, and one day we were, you know, just, we just got off work. We were sitting at the house or it may have been an off day. I don't even remember. I don't want to say one or the other. I don't remember which one it was, but my wife ran across big oak ranch and when she read it to me i was like no you need to keep reading that because I, I i don't know i don't know that sounds really way too good to be true which you know you know the old saying it was too good to be true probably is um well in this case it was accurate it, it is absolutely 100 percent real um it's one of the most amazing places i've ever seen in my life it's one of the greatest experiences i've ever had uh it's one of the most stressful times in my life 
that I'm going through. Um, but you know, when he calls us to ministry, he doesn't call us to easy. Um, it, for those of you who've been called in ministry, you know, a lot of times he doesn't always call you out of where you're at, but a lot of times he does. And he called my wife and my fam, my, my kids and myself to uh, big Oak ranch in Alabama. Um, Big Oak Ranch, I know I've said it several times. Um, a lot of what I'm going to talk about is on their website at bigoakranch.org. Um, it is a Christian home for children, uh, children needing a chance. Um, so a little bit of the backstory. Uh, it's my wife, uh, my, our family was called to take action to something bigger than ourselves. Uh, we've been house parents here for over a year now. Um, this change required us to leave familiar. Um, my wife and I, through our, uh, my wife and I had a long time to pray and fast over this decision. This isn't something that, um, when God calls you out of something, you want to make sure it's, it's a hundred percent. It's right. It's accurate. You don't want to make, you want to make sure you're not hearing outside voices. Um, so for a year we prayed and we fasted, um, not every day, of course. Um, but we picked a day each week and we would fast and we'd pray. And it's, it's crazy. It was almost, it was almost exactly a year. Uh, and we got a phone call. Um, there's big stories behind it. Uh, maybe we'll get into those later, but, uh, I think it was right at a year later. Uh, we got a phone call to come be full-time house parents at Big Oak Ranch. Um, it has been, one of the biggest changes that I have ever experienced in my life. I think we lost him there for a second. The connection may be bad, but what Jeremy didn't tell you there was that he has, um, that right before they had moved, they had, there you are. They had, um, they had what y'all just bought a house. Correct. Just got situated. Just got the kids situated, and then you and then you ran into finding out about the ranch, and it's and and everything changed. You cut out there for a minute, Jeremy. So what I'm going to do? What's the last is, thing uh, I said? Um, we heard all the way up until about about you found the ranch, and 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 all that good stuff. Um, okay. Uh, so we we heard almost every bit of it until like a couple seconds before. Uh, well, yeah, like you were saying, we, we had just purchased a house um, in a neighborhood that we really liked. Uh, the kids were close to school. Uh, the neighborhood was very safe. The kids could, I mean, literally every day the kids were outside in the yards or in other people's yards playing with their kids. It was one of those neighborhoods you just, you know, is safe. Everybody there is watching after everybody's kids. Uh, you One one day you could kids in your yard but you knew you were going to watch those 30 kids because one day they're going to be in somebody else's yard and they're going to watch them um and we had had it remodeled um and and that's what we one of the things we decided this is what this is this is something i find that god laughs at us about um we we had made plans that this was going to be our five to ten year home like this is where we were going to be for five to ten years and after that because we wanted to get everything paid off but after that we wanted to see what's next well we were there not even two years. Uh, so, yeah, God moved us here. We ended up selling all of that. We sold everything. Um, uh, the hardest part for us was was family. Um, 
church family, um, real family. Uh, everything we had ever known was where we came from. Um, and we spent our entire lives there. Uh, well, of course, we had situations in our lives had lives had caused us to move out uh, and come back. But that's where we spent the majority of our lives. And uh, God moved us. I mean, so it's just it's still amazing to think about to this day. But uh, we still see our family. We still get to go back and do that. Um so uh, and their their support of this at first it, that was probably the biggest um, the biggest conversations we had was our family was like, are you sure are you sure this is what you know because this causes you to you know get rid of what you wanted for so long and you know the careers you wanted you've got them uh, you started a business or um, are you sure this is what you're hearing because this is uprooting your entire lives your kids' lives and when. You, if you're following a or if you're seeking a relationship with Jesus, if you're seeking a relationship with God, and you 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 strive to make that relationship stronger, you hear things more clearly. Mm -hmm. uh, the the less you put into it, the less you're going to get out of it. Um, and so we knew we knew it was god talking there were so many things that had happened there was times when we were like when we were down thinking this just isn't going to happen we're not you know this isn't where god has us going uh and it was it was hard there was days there was times you know we cried there was times we 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 prayed harder than we've ever prayed and there was times when we had questions we couldn't answer um but god right if that saying doesn't ring true and everything um Sometimes God requires us or asks of us to be content with our current situation and where we're at. Mm -hmm. uh, he's not asking you to be stagnant. He's not asking you to be um, still and don't do anything. He's asking you to be content where you're at, which means content with your circumstances and praise him. Content with where you are in life and still thank him for the things you do have. Content with what you don't have because you know that the Lord's not, it's, you're not ready for it yet. Um, and once you reach that spot, God realizes, well, with us, God realized he could move us then. And so we started our journey at Big Oak Ranch. Uh, we currently serve at, uh, there's two ranches. There's a Big Oak Boys Ranch and a Big Oak Girls Ranch. We currently serve at the Big Oak Girls Ranch where we have four girls in our home. Uh, we had five. Um, and these girls come from all over. Um, it is the mission statement. I, I'll go ahead and read that to you. I wanted to read that to you. Some of this stuff before I get into a lot of what we're, uh, some of the like meaty parts of this, um, Big Oak, their, their mission statement is Big Oak Ranch exists to meet the needs of abused, neglected, and abandoned children by giving them a solid Christian home and a chance to realize and fulfill God's plan for their lives. Each child's circumstances that led them to Big Oak uh, Ranch are unique, but something they will share. Right. They have known abuse, neglect, and abandonment by the very people who should have loved them above all. The children at Big Oak have suffered in ways that are impossible to imagine. Um, all these children came from abuse, neglect, abandonment. Um, they have experienced things that no child should ever experience. And, um, 
from the very people that should have never, you know, and I don't know that all the circumstances with the families, but what I do know is that these children were, were not, they had bad experiences. They were not done the way they should have been. Um, they were let down by probably people in their lives that meant the very most to them. Um, and that's, and the ranch is here to try, we can't fix those things. Okay. And that's something that we, we, that the ranch has learned uh, that we had to learn because when we moved here, we wanted to fix it. But in, in reality, you can't fix it. All you can do is get them through it. Um, that's right. that actually came from a, uh, speaker we had last I think it was last week or the week before they bring in speakers here to, to train us, to talk to us more and to help us learn. And um, she too was um, at one point a child that was from a, an abuse and uh, uh, abusive home. And that's one of the things she said. And I, it stuck with me and I'll always use it is that, you know, we all go through trauma of some sort. We all go through um, hard times and people can't fix it. You can't fix it, but what you can do is help someone through it. That's right. Um, the ranch actually started in 1974 uh, by a man named uh, John Croyle. Um, the ranch is, has so, and has been called so far, and they uh, to meet the needs of 2,000 children. Uh, that's a lot. I mean, There's think about lot, the lives yeah. that have changed. Yeah. Wow. Um, when what's what's awesome about that is these children. Uh, you start with them. Okay, and what we're doing is we're we're breaking generational curses. Um, we we make we pray to the Lord, we ask the Lord to help help us in our decision making and, and guiding us of our you know paths, and we we ask that you know this be it. Whatever they've experienced in their past, we break it off now, and and it's a ripple effect. You know, some kids not not everybody accepts it. You know, there there are some kids that come. And, and they don't, they don't get on board. They don't yeah. accept, um, they don't accept the help or the, or the change. Cause it is a big change. Uh, I'll tell you that it is a big change, um, here on the ranch, but it's, it's essentially, I mean, it, it's a ripple effect. I mean, from this one change of this child, you change their future, which changes their children's futures and their mm -hmm. children's futures. Um, it's, it's massive. This calling, uh, so John Croyle was, um, in 1974, he started this and it started out, he was working at a summer camp and he met a little boy, uh, from the streets of New Orleans and the, the boy's mother was a prostitute and he was a banker and a timekeeper for his mother. And John shared with him how he could become a Christian. And the boy returned to that summer camp the following summer and shared how Jesus had changed his life. Uh, and I, and in that in that moment, it led John uh, to know his his calling to you know re, uh, relieve the suffering of children. So um, that started the Big Oak Boys Ranch. Now the Big Oak Boys Ranch started before the Girls Ranch, um, and the Big Oak Boys Ranch started on a, a bunch of land and a little farmhouse and had a bunch of boys in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and there's, I've heard stories of uh, cars would just pull up, drop him off and say, all right, I've done everything I can now. Now you, uh, I can't do any more with him. Uh, oh, wow. and, yeah. And John would just, he'd pull him in, man. And he would just be there. One of the biggest things uh, I've, I've learned here is 
uh, being consistent, creating a stable environment. Um, day in and day out, you're here no matter the situation. We've had situations where these kids didn't want us here, and they made it very clear. They told us they didn't want us here, but we remained in the same spot, sturdy and loving them from that spot. Yeah. And over time, it has changed. These children have seen we're not going anywhere, that we're not temporary, that we're a stable place, we're a safe place for them. And it's made huge strides in these children's lives. Um, the girls ranch started actually the year, and this was so this was so cool. I found out that the girls ranch was actually started in 1988, which is when I was born. Uh, hmm. Which I guess that's just me that thinks that's cool. I just think that's hmm. pretty cool. It is pretty um, cool. The vision started from a girl named Shelly. Uh, this is a sad story, and um, I, I don't like it, but it just goes to show what happens in our country. Um, Shelly was a little girl who was physically and sexually abused by her father. Um, John had saw her in a courtroom and, and knew a little bit about what was going on, and he begged and pleaded the judge to let her come stay there with him at the boys' ranch, and the judge refused. And John told him, John told him, if you don't, you know, if you don't let that, if you don't get that girl out of where she's at, she'll be dead in six months. Uh, she died in three. Mm -hmm. She was beaten uh, to death by her parents in three months. My goodness. Yeah. Um, so the girl's ranch, John started it in 1988 in the road. When you first come in, it's called Shelly Drive. Um. Her memory, it says Shelly was beaten to death by her parents three months. The girl's ranch was built in 1988, and Shelly's memory and rest on the promise of Genesis 50:20. You intend to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Wow. If that doesn't, that doesn't make you, whew, make your hair stand up. It does. <laughs> um, one of the um, scriptures that Big Oak stands on or that is rooted in is Isaiah 61 3. They shall be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Um, again, this place, uh, if you want to look it up, it's bigoak.org. Um, there's many opportunities here for people to help. Um, we need it. We need it. Uh, this ministry is amazing. This ministry is growing. Um, this ministry is, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, I've seen, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, the thing about it is, is most people have never heard of anything like this. Yeah. I had it before no, this. no, there was no way for us to. And, and Jeremy talked about helping. Well, not everyone has to sit there and say, okay, well, I can't take in all these kids. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't do anything like that, but there are so many other ways to help. Uh, so many other ways. Um, people donate things, people donate money, they donate, like, tell them all the avenues in which they can help. Well, and, you know, let me be a little more clear on, on so when I moved and came here, uh, the ranch has um, 300 plus acres here on the girls' ranch where they have built homes. Um, so when they hired us, they allowed us to move into one of these homes. Um, and so they provide everything for us. Um, uh, and everything that is provided for us is from donations. Okay. Um, one of the biggest ways you can help where you don't have to spend a dime is prayer. 
Mm-hmm. We we need daily prayer. Um, I, I believe in prayer warriors. I believe in that. I believe in that constant, just continuous prayer over these children's lives, over the breaking of any bondages, uh, you know, bondage that they have, and the breaking of, you know, um, generational curses. Uh, these things need to be broken off these children's lives. So that the prayer is huge. Um, there, there's another. There's several ways. I'm going to go over. Uh, a few of them is so there's one called critical support for daily necessities um gifts of 25 dollars to 100 dollars on a monthly basis help cover the cost of raising children at the ranch um that monetary those monetary gifts provide clothing food education medical care and much more throughout the year um they can write checks or they can do an automatic payment through the bank which you can contact the ranch for more questions on that um that does not go to me that that i have nothing to do with that um that goes just solely to the ranch so if there are questions on any of these please don't hesitate to look uh look up on uh look big oak um big oak.org big oak i think it's big oak.org big oak ranch.org uh, I, i'll tell you in a little bit <laughs> uh, when i get through with these um there's a this one was pretty interesting it's called a memorial or honorarium program uh, this program allows you to honor a deceased loved one. Uh, pro- uh, the program allows you to celebrate friends and relatives on occasions such as birthdays, anniversaries, or holidays. In each case, we will send an appropriate letter acknowledging your gift. Um, I don't know what that looks like, but if you have questions on something like that, you can have um, you can call Mary Huto. Uh, her email is m m huto at bigoak.org, and her number is two five six. 8920773 extension 1313 if you have any questions on that one right. um there's another one called the That's big a lot 12 of information. it is it is <laughs> uh there's a lot um uh, the big 12 club membership uh it's basically it's it's sponsored child invest in the future um you can have a tremendous impact on the life of one of one of these children by participating in this big 12 club members of the big 12 club make an annual pledge of 12000 to cover the cost of raising one of our children for one full year. Now, I don't know if this has changed. Um, I've got a graph that I uh, have made up. And like I said, I don't know if that number has, has changed because our economy has obviously changed. Um, but $12,000 ensures that our children have the essentials they need. Um, like um, uh, emotional... Uh, psychological and medical care is $2,500. Academic and extracurricular uh, activities, $2,500. Food, uh, $5,500. And clothing is about $1,500 for the total of $12,000. Um, and so, and, and that's, that's the thing. We have, I don't even know exactly how many children we have between the two ranches, but I think it's, it's a pretty good amount. I think here, and I may be wrong, I think that number is between 30 and 40, but I may be wrong. Um, and each one of these children, I mean, there's people who sponsor, who, who who donate to make sure that these children have what they need, which is amazing. I've never, you know, people talk about people donating and, and how big that can get. But in my life before now, I had never seen this. You've always seen those tv shows late night where they're oh they're on the phone hey we're uh, we're accepting donations we're pray for your family and and you know you you see that number go up on the television but it's just it you know you just sometimes it just looks like it just doesn't seem real you know until you come to a place like this where you see that 
every day the lights are on. Every day uh, these kids have internet to, and, and, and technology to do their homework. Um, they have schools to go to, uh, Christian school to go to. They, the, the food is provided for them. You see these donations at work. You see it firsthand. And it's huge. It makes a huge impact in these children's life. It came from nothing. Uh, some, of these, some of these children came where they were lucky to eat once a week, you know, or, you know, uh, and it's here, they don't have that problem. Here, there is no shortage of it because we have those those people who have the calling or who felt God, to, you know, call them to being uh, either donate or serve in some capacity here. Yeah. Um there's this is a big one we have these now it's a uh, volunteer resource families and not all our kids have one of these uh and, and it's they're good these these are great this is an opportunity where so each month my wife and i which we're called house parents we get one weekend away uh beginning on a friday and ending on a sunday evening what this is is this allows time for you know because we came here <laughs> on uh, the calling of God. This is a mission. Uh, we get one weekend off a month. So this is time where uh, our, we get to spend time with each other. Um, these families in the community have stood up and offered to be house parents uh, where where they get to uh, volunteer to, to bring this child into their home and treat them like family. Uh, we, we have some that spend Christmas with them. You know, and, and how amazing is that, that a family uh, may have not, wasn't called to be here 24-7, but felt the calling on their heart to be here for a child in some capacity. And these people bring them into their home. They, they treat them like family. They're there. They're, sometimes they're there on Christmas. Uh, they take them on vacations. They put them in their family photos. Okay. This, it's massive. It, it, it speaks volumes to these children and, and, and us as well. Um you get to see people's heart in so much, so, so much different capacities. You know, you can see there everywhere. You get to see where somebody has felt God's calling on their life, and it's just like God opening His hands and showing you the many blessings that all everybody gets. And uh, it's just something I hadn't seen before coming here. Um, so, if you have any questions about that, um, you ha you can contact Robin O'Leary. Um, her number is 205-467-6226, extension 1226. You can answer any questions you have on what else that entails or what, what, because I mean, let's be honest, we don't just let anybody do it. Um, yeah. there's a process, you know, just like house parents that, that the house parent role takes a very long time to be hired for because you don't want to pull just anybody in here. These kids need stability. They need to be pointed in the right direction. <laughs> and if we don't, I'm going to use the word vet, but I don't think that's what it is. Really, it's about prayer. We pray uh, uh, about these families that are that are trying to come in. And that's what they did with us. They prayed for a long time. And the Lord showed them that we were supposed to. Nope. Cut out again. All right. Well, as Jeremy's working on his um, his signal, we're going to go in and I'm going to tell you a little story about how Jeremy and I were in, in Rome, Georgia together. We were friends together. Uh, we, we started the podcast. We had worked together a couple of times. And the thing about it was, is Jeremy and I, 
when I was going through this, this journey of God, you know, I reshaping me and remolding me into who he was making me to be that I was seeking, you know, people to be around who were going through similar things that I was. And I ran into Jeremy and he told me about this place and we went to it. It just, it reshaped everything and it broke a lot of chains off of me. And Jeremy and I got to experience that together. We got to go and, and help a youth event there as well. And we do all kinds of stuff. But Jeremy, he had moved here and to Gadsden. And I was just, right, we're back, everybody. This will be on a different recording, but we're going to go back into where we left off. And what I was telling him was uh, there was a story, Jeremy, about how you and I had went back and forth and, and we had worked together and we had, you know, reconnected and we had gone to, you know, this, this place together and, and just received more freedom in Jesus. And I was telling him how you had moved here before I did. You there, Jeremy? Yeah, I'm here. I'm okay, here. Make... I was try... My brain was trying to think, wait, is that right? Did, yeah, did yeah. you move first? No, you but... moved first because here, here's how it worked. Jeremy moved first, and I had no intentions of coming to Alabama whatsoever. <laughs> Me I, thought, I thought he was out of his mind. Uh, I was like, okay, you're leaving everything, and he pursued what God had called him to, which which was – it's, it's not out of his mind to pursue what God called him to. That's that's something that we Christians consider a normal event when you're walking in the Lord is doing things that we may not consider to be our ways, but God's ways. And we can't understand those all the time. And and He do, God doesn't expect us to because his ways aren't our ways. And But anyway, back to it is what happened was Jeremy moved here to Gadsden. Well, a little outside of Gadsden. But he's about 15 minutes from my current house now, so which is very strange considering this. He was an hour and a half away because I was still in Rome and he was here. But I met my wife on Facebook out of all places. Yeah. And she just happened to live in Gadsden. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I was, and, and we got married. Jeremy came to the wedding. I moved here. We were like 15 minutes away from each other. And it's just been like, it, it's crazy, but it's comforting. It really is comforting. Knowing yeah. I have a friend right down the road and especially yeah. after moving so far away. But yeah, that makes, that makes it a lot easier, especially when you're leaving everything you've known. Uh, and, and then to know that God, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, God goes above and beyond for us. Uh, he does. Yeah. And to know that you're in this new place and then God calls your friend here too. So you're like, you know, not to big up, but to, to Alabama. So, I mean, it, it was like God knew we needed each other. So, well, he knows, he knows way more than we could ever imagine. And, uh, he really does look out for us. That's the thing about it is God is so good. He's so good. Amen. Us. And it's, it is hard to just, it's hard to even fathom how good he truly is as because he's working behind the scenes right now as we're speaking just to, just to use us in ways that we could have never have imagined that are going to just fulfill us in every way that we could ever desire. And, and it may not, and I know for you and I, it hasn't looked the way we thought it was, but I'll tell you one thing, it's worked out a whole lot better than I ever could have imagined. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's something I tell Justin and I talk about all the time is, you know, we had desires that we felt God placed in our hearts, but then he let us here, which yeah. was, far beyond anything we could have ever imagined. Um, we just wanted to, you know, I, I, I had desires of a small horse ranch 
you know, and I'm just talking about, you know, 25 acres of ho- some horses. And I just wanted to, you know, wanted to get into that, the equine therapy thing. And, um, basically I wanted to serve two different, two different, um, what's the word? I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but, uh, I want to have land and horses and I wanted to, uh, bring equine. Th- I wanted to do equine therapy with some of the schools, uh, with special needs. Uh, and I wanted to pull kids who were in, um, homes, foster homes or in the system, uh, out and have them help work it. Uh, one to create, uh, what I was hoping was a a much better future for them so that they would learn how to a good work ethic. Um, but at the same time, they would see what the therapy does for these other kids and maybe it would inspire them to do the same thing. Well, Jess had desires to foster, uh, children. Uh, because you know where we were at if you ever if you go to um try to be a foster parent a lot of things a lot of the times they'll tell you what the ratio is and i don't remember exactly what it was for where we are where we were but it was stifling man it was there were so many more kids than there were people being able to take them in yeah there was like 400 when we were there because i was doing law enforcement there it was about 420 kids just in that one county that were in the foster system. Yeah. That, and that's that, just in Floyd County. That's yeah. that's ridiculous. I think that it is, was Floyd. I don't know. Yes. That that was you can't it would take a team. It would take it would take every church to get together and be like, okay, we're gonna do something about this because yeah. it's it seems that nothing else is going to do that. Mm-hmm. So God calls us to to take care of these the the orphans. Uh as the Bible says, um, but they just there's just not enough people stepping up. But I know a lot of it has to do with economy and things like that. Some people, a lot of people think, well, I just don't have the resources to do that. And you know what? A lot of people don't. Uh, a lot of That's people right. don't have them. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just unfortunately the way things are. Uh, but this place, this place. This place is amazing. They bring them in. They've helped thousands of children. Uh, but it doesn't stop there, Chase. Um, they make four promises to these kids, okay? And, and those prom- when they so when they bring them in, the kids are usually here for a couple months. I don't I don't remember exactly what how many it is right off the top of my head, but then they have another meeting where they make four promises to them. And the four promises are: we will love you. We will never lie to you. We will stick with you until you are grown and there are boundaries. And we stick to those, those four promises. So much so that after the kids graduate, we still stay with them till they go. And when they go to college, uh, they have a, a program here called Ascend. And this program helps them get through college. Uh, currently, they're working on an apartment complex for these children. It's called the Ascend Village is what it's called. And what they do is they have to apply. They have to go through an interview process. They have to uh, show that they desire to go and complete college. Well, when they get in, they move them into their own apartment. Uh, They roommate with people. It's just the best way to do things. And they stick with them. They they help teach them responsibility. Um, They help teach them – they learn to live as responsible adults to work and to finish their education and deepen the relationship of Christ. Uh, we never stop 
helping them pursue Christ. Yeah. We and want them. The, Go ahead. But that's not the only thing that y'all do. Did you did you talk anything about where they're at currently with their schooling? Because I know they get offered a private school. Yes, to, so to be there. They attend uh, Westbrook Christian School. Um, it is a it is a you're talking about high school, correct? Yes. So that that so once the children come to the ranch, the ranch puts them and pays every bit of their tuition for this private school. Um, we believe so much in what we stand on that we try to we try to have it everywhere for them. <coughs> Westbrook Christian School does a great job of that. Um, my kids haven't seen a Bible in school the entire time they've been going to school until now. Okay, and that's they have right. They have Bible class in this school. You know, I mean, uh, it's just it's amazing. You know, when we were growing up. Um, pledges were still being said, prayers over the intercom, mm -hmm. you know. But then I remember, I think it was, I want to say late middle to early high school or maybe early middle school, they cut that uh, the prayer out. Uh, then FCA was every now and then popping up doing, which F yeah. I'm not knocking FCA. Uh, that is an amazing organization. Um, but we would get to do some of those, what is it, prayer at the pole thing. Um, yep, I remember that, but that was about the end of it. You know, you couldn't do this or that. And I'm not going to get in, I'm not going to get into the whole political thing, but you, you just couldn't get into certain things without the, the worry of offending others, you know? And this isn't, this isn't that this is, this is who we are. This is what we stand on. And this is what we're going to teach. And I think that's bold. I think it's amazing. And I think it's God uh, in, in so many ways. And, um, they do. They go from this school goes from um, kindergarten or I think it's kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade. Uh, and it's just it's an amazing opportunity um, for these kids to have so that they can pursue an education. But not only that, while they're pursuing the education, they get to pursue Christ every t every day. Every day we wake up and before these kids go to school, we sit down at the breakfast table and we have a devotion. We pray about our day. Every home does that. And that's something that we should all do, not just because we came here, but that's something we should all do. Unfortunately, with the way the world is, we don't always have the time for that. Mm -hmm. um, we make that a point here. We make that a point to sit down so that these kids always see us either cracking open a Bible, a devotion book, a prayer. And, and it goes all the way, like I said, all the way through uh, college. While they're in college, the ascend is still teaching them to have a deeper relationship with Christ. Um, they're teaching them to serve something greater than themselves. Um, we want them to grow into the godly men and women that they're created to be. Okay, we had a little technical difficulties, but Jeremy and I will be getting back with you doing another episode here soon. Um, that's the gist of it and what he has going on. There's a, there's a ton more that has happened since. So just tune in for more. And we look forward to seeing you. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real Talk, Real Jesus. We love y'all. We are praying for you. We ask you to do the same for us. See ya.